Good morning. Scripture this morning is from 1 Corinthians 12, verses 4 through 7 and verse 27, or on page 10 of your worship folder. Now there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all in everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. Now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. This is the word of the Lord. many of you have ever been to a friend's house or a family member's house for a dinner? We all right down there? All right, good. Just saw my whole family cracking up up there. Just check things out. Make sure we're okay. All right. You've been to a friend's house. You've been to a family member's house. You're there for dinner. And before dinner is going to happen, they decide that what would be best to have happen is for you to enjoy the entertainment that is their children's talents. Anybody? And so there you are, and they sit you into their parlor room, their living room, and the one child comes out with his harmonica. (laughs) It's all right. There's no telling what the Lord's going to do today. Let me just say, wow, it's all right. What's hard is I don't actually do notes (laughs) and it's all here. And then with as many distractions as we get, we could just close up and end because I don't know that I'll catch back up where I was at. So the child comes in and he gets out his ukulele or his harmonica and plays a little song. And and you, oh yeah, that's lovely. Thank you so much. That was so good. And your stomach kind of grumbles because you're there to eat dinner. And then they go, oh, oh wait, but our daughter has something to show you. And she comes out and they turn on a song and she pirouettes and dances and, and you, oh, that's lovely. And that's great. And they, oh, wait, wait, we've got our dog needs to show you something. <laughs> and you think, oh, my goodness. Or, or maybe you were in, you know, primary school and they had an end of the year celebration and they were going to do a talent uh, show or contest even for those to come up and do. And you're in year three and you've been racking your brain all year long thinking that the end of the year talent show is coming. And what is my talent? Can I get up there and eat seven sausages? Is that allowed? Does that look like a talent? Or you you think to yourself, I can maybe do an imitation of the teacher. uh, And then you think better against that. And then you watch other people go, and there's somebody that sings off tune, and then there's somebody that sings really great, and you think, well, I definitely can't do that. And, and you just kind of set back and begin to think, I just don't have a talent. 
I don't have something that I could do in that contest. I don't have something I could perform at a dinner show for people that I invited over to my house that would be somewhat enjoyable to them. Or maybe you think to yourself, I wish these people wouldn't show off their talents so much. I'm so sick of them being so good at everything they do. Can't they just fail once? We're in a series about the church and what is the church and do you need a church? And if you remember last week when we were talking about this, we said we're going to look at three things. We're going to talk about what the church is, do you actually need the church, and then what that means particularly for Fremantle Church here in this area, this gathering of people that you so graciously are here today to be a part of. And so what is the church when we see this passage? Last week we learned that through this passage, the church is a gathering of difference. It's a gathering of people who are unique in their particularity, how God created them to be. And that each one of us sometimes have different thoughts or different understandings or different ideas. And so it's okay for us to have those differences as long as we recognize that our primary identity, the thing that holds us together most and above all else, is Christ being the head. And we need that because our individuality is so propped up today in society. It's talked about as the most important thing, that you do you and you be about you and be the most authentic you you can be. And turned in on ourselves, then we become in bondage, thinking that everybody needs to be like us. And so what that shows out for us at Fremantle Church is we recognize that we have different folks here. We have different folks that have different beliefs about different things. And as long as we are going for the truth of Christ and who he is, and we submit what is true to us to that truth, then God will work in and through us to bring him glory and honor and praise. That we're a unique church, a unique gathering of people. That we have broad different ideas about multiple things. We, in fact, are connected to two, what some would say are vastly different groups of church tribes Presbyterians and churches of Christ. When I tell people that, they honestly are like, what? How is that working? And I just have to say, well, come see on a Sunday. Come see how it works. We work together in our differences, knowing that it's not the thing that divides us most of all. But about that gathering of people in this particular passage, what we see is that gathering of particular people are gifted, are given activities, are blessed by God by the same Holy Spirit. And so there's a uniqueness about who we are, but we are gathered together, empowered then by the Holy Spirit to do things that God has for us to do. That's what this passage says. Now, there are varieties of gifts, but the same spirit. There are varieties of service, but the same Lord. There are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them in everyone. To each one is given the manifestation of the spirit for the common good. And then we drop back down to that. We are all the body of Christ and individual members of it. So the church is a gathering of the people empowered by the Holy Spirit to do the things that God has laid out before the foundation of the world to do for his glory and honor. 
That means that he will not allow us to walk into that place without having all that we need to accomplish the things that he's laid out for us to do. All those places that he's calling us to step into, he's going to give us all that we need in order to accomplish those. So what the church is, is a gathering of those people recognizing that in their particularness, God has gifted them and given them opportunities to show forth who God is. And in doing that, then we bring glory to God, we invite others to join that body of Christ, and then we ourselves are reminded of who we truly are. That we are most known and most understood as those who are bought and saved by Jesus in order to do the things that God has laid out for us to do. Now, when you think about that on a practical level, You go, okay, that's great. So what is it that we're supposed to do? Or isn't there some special gifts that we're supposed to be trying to attain to? I want to just go back to this passage. There are a variety of gifts, a variety of services, and a variety of activities. And then it says this, to each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. So before you get caught up on going, what gift do I need to get? What gift should I be going after? What gift... Hear this, the gift that is being talked about here in this passage as the thing that draws us together as the people of God, his bride, is the Holy Spirit. It's not about the manifestations, the way the Spirit works itself out in the body and in the world. It is about the Holy Spirit. That the thing that defines us as the church is those who have been given and live in the Holy Spirit. That there is something supernatural that empowers us and causes us to do two things. The first one is to submit our natural created inclinations and talents to God for his glory. See, here's the beauty of the gift being the Spirit is it takes how God created you and made you, how God created and made me, and it gives us the ability to move it out of selfish gain, to use it for our own selves, but to move it towards the good for all those around us. Empowered for what? The common good. So when I look out among us and I think about those people that I encounter in the world and I think about my own self, there are definitely places and times that I've thought, I don't know that I have what it takes to do the things that God has called me to. However, I do know that I possess the ability to speak. I do possess the ability to lead. And that God created that within me. That before I was born at the foundation of the world, God looked at each one of us as he was knitting us together in our mother's wombs and said, this is who I'm making you to be. How amazing is that? That I'm going to give you special talents and gifts. I'm going to give you uh, inclinations to move in different directions. I'm going to give you ways of thinking. I'm going to make you who you are. And then I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit to let you not get trapped in who you are. 
Because the tendency for us, sadly, and this is why we need the church, is that we will take the things that we've been created to do and we will begin to think they are what define us completely. That I'm good at this or I'm good at that. That I'm known for this. And if people know me, they know me for this reason. And then we begin to elevate it and work only on that thing and think that's the thing that we need to pursue. If I'm going to be this, then I want to be the best there ever has been in this area. Two things happen in that. One, we either are able to get really good at it and we get arrogant. (laughs) We are either able to get really good in those things that God created us to be and how he's made us and we get arrogant thinking that we've done that. Or because life hits us. Because things happen, and we fail, and we begin to think we're not gifted by God at all. Why? Because we focused on us and how we're engaging with it, and not in the how the Holy Spirit is empowering us for the common good of those around us. So the first kind of gifting that we have in the Holy Spirit is to take who we are and how God created us to be, To take that great old song that I used to sing, I am a promise, I am a possibility, I am a promise with a capital P. That's who you are. A great big bundle of potentiality. However, you are not that in and of yourself. You are that because God created you for something and then empowers Holy Spirit to cause you to move into that. Now, the second thing that we see here is there are times where we do things that are completely outside of our normal bent, right? So what I was talking about is your normal bent, how God made you, the the things that that you can step into and, and do, and sometimes forget that it's God that empowers you to do those things. But then there are times and places where all of a sudden you're in a situation and you do something that later you look back on and you go, how was that possible? Now, I'm not talking about walking on water. Maybe it's just better for me to give you an example in my own life. And this is not good necessarily for a pastor of a church to admit. But when I have empathy towards people, I recognize that's the Holy Spirit. Because really, it's interesting for God to choose someone who sees people mostly as nuisances. Like, here's my plan. This is what I want to see done. If people would just get on board and do it the way I want them to do it, then we could get this done. But then when I have empathy... I recognize that's the Holy Spirit. Now, here's the great thing for you all, hopefully, is that I recognize that through the Holy Spirit and my loving wife and a church that was walking with us about 15 years ago. And so the Holy Spirit has been working and working and working. And so that manifestation of the Holy Spirit and empathy happens a whole lot more easily and readily than it used to. Right? The same could be said for you. 
There are times and places in your life where you are walking and you recognize, I responded to that. I walked into that. I somehow was able to accomplish something there that I never would have been able to do. For those of us who are in Christ, let me assure you, that's not sheer luck. That's the Holy Spirit manifesting itself, showing forth for the common good. And so we recognize that I need the church. Why? Because it's only in the church that the Holy Spirit is gathered together with all his people. And I'm not talking about this location. I'm talking about the body of Christ. Just so happens that God likes the body of Christ to be seen in particular locations. If you don't like that, you can take that up with God. Because that's his design. And so there's a place for us to recognize that through the Holy Spirit, I'm able to step into who I'm most supposed to be in giftings that I have from birth and sometimes miraculous giftings that I get when they are needed in the circumstance. How amazing that is. And it is shown forth within the body of Christ. So what does that look like at Fremantle Church then? How does that show itself out here? Well, for one thing, we know that we gather together on Sunday mornings. And the reason why we gather together on Sunday mornings is twofold. One, we want to gather with his body to give glory and honor to God. We want to praise him. And so we sing and we pray. We take the Lord's Supper and we hear his word so that we can give God glory and honor. And sometimes it's just a reset in our lives and in our hearts to say this is important and this is valuable and I want to be there this Sunday so that I can be with God's gathered people. But we also do it so that we can be encouraged and so that we can encourage one another, so that we can be comforted and so we can comfort one another, so that we can challenge each other and be challenged ourselves, not just from here in the pulpit and me talking, but from our interactions with one another and how we walk. And then throughout the week in Bible studies that are happening and small groups and just the gathering of friends that take place. But in order to make those things happen, we have to do certain things. Like we have to have a building that's open and unlocked and the lights are turned on. We have to have communion that's set up if we're going to take it every Sunday. We, we have bands that perform music and we have things that are printed out and we have people that need to clean. And so there are definitely jobs to do in that sense. Things that if I wanted to really manipulate scripture, I would say God's laid out before the foundation of the world for somebody in here to do. But the truth is, is if God has called you to gather together as a people, then there are things that we need to do to be able to gather together as people effectively. And so over the next couple of weeks, what you're going to find in your worship booklet, which means you'll have to actually open it and look through it, is there'll be different things and ways in which you can serve this gathering, the way that things happen on Sunday morning or throughout the week. And we'll have sign-up sheets for you to be able to sign up, and we'll have QR codes that you can be able to sign up electronically if you want, want to do that. But that way you will know, oh, I can serve in this way. Now, let me give you a cautionary sort of statement in that. We never want to be a gathering of people that have you being so busy doing the things only in this space that make what happens in this space happen. 
to the detriment of the work of the kingdom that God has equipped you for through the Holy Spirit to do in your daily life. Let me state that maybe a little bit differently. We don't want you to be so busy doing stuff in here that you're not able to do the things that God has called you to do out there. So we're not always going to have as many programs as other places have. We don't need to. (laughs) But if for some reason there's a program that we need and, and God is laying it on your heart, then I ask you to pray about it. I ask you to come and talk to the leadership about it. And then if God says, yes, this is something we should do, then probably what we'll do, no, 100% what we'll do is say, well, is God asking you to lead it? Because if he's put it on your heart, then perhaps he's asking you to lead it. And most likely that's how new things will get started here. And if God for some reason never lays it on anybody's heart to start something new, I'll be okay. You'll be okay. Because the things that we do now are empowering us and equipping us to understand how Holy Spirit is manifesting himself in how we were made by God and in those special occurrences that we need that extra Holy Spirit, not extra meaning an extra dose of the Holy Spirit, but extra meaning stepping outside of how we normally operate in order for his kingdom to flourish outside of these walls. So perhaps what we are is this. A gathering of people at Fremantle Church empowered by the Holy Spirit to live lives that bring glory to God and cause those around us to flourish in his steadfast love. That means that everything you do, everything you do, everything you do is a manifestation of how the Holy Spirit is working in you. For God's glory. Unless it is against God's glory. So when you make breakfast for your flatmate. Or your spouse. Or your kids. Or they make breakfast for you. That's a manifestation of the Holy Spirit. When you get your petrol in your car. And you pay. That's a manifestation of the Holy Spirit. When you do the markings of papers that are coming, as I was talking to teachers earlier today, that's a manifestation of the Holy Spirit. When you look back and you pray for those who have been in your life, that's a manifestation of the Holy Spirit. When you take time out of your life to come and clean the church building, that's a manifestation of the Holy Spirit. When you clean your own house, that's a manifestation of the Holy Spirit. You see, God is continually working in his people. You cannot, if you are in Christ, do something that is not outside of him unless it is against him. Now, for those of you who hear that and you're like, but I'm not in there. Can I encourage you this way? You are who you are because God created you to be that way. Don't hold yourself so high or so low that you miss the opportunity to live life the way God designed it for you to live. It's hard because it takes dying to your own self. But he calls us to that. 
in order that we can have life better than we've ever dreamed. Let me pray for us. Father, you are holy and mighty and true. We give you glory and honor. Thank you for building us together to be your body and for equipping us to live lives that bring glory to you and for the common good of those around us. It's in your name we pray, Christ. Amen.